0: Today's podcast is brought to you by vibi.com, the quick, easy way to make highlight videos of your very own. Simply log on to the site, put in the timestamps of your favorite moments, and watch as the highlights spring forward into a video of its own that can be easily shared across social media and other content platforms. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Unicorn.com, the premier esports betting site. Log in today to bet on all of your favorite esports games and see if you have what it takes to win some Unicoins of your own. Who knows? It might be enough to win you one of those awesome prizes they have in their marketplace. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt king Wassenaar. I am a free agent head coach and analyst, uh, as well as a writer at Slingshot Esports. And welcome to another special edition of the Rough Drafts podcast. It is day two of our EU LCS team-by-team podcast coverage. Yesterday, we talked about FC Schalke, a very exciting organization with a not very exciting team. But this time around, the team we're talking about today, they've got a new logo. They've got a new AD carry. They've got a lot of hype around them, and to break it down with me, I am joined by fellow Slingshot esports contributor and my good friend, Walter C80s FedChuck. Walter, how are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I am I'm doing better than I think H2K fans. Oh, spoiler alert. H2K <laughs> fans are going to this split, but, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. This was an interesting team for me last year, or last split, and I
0: had a lot of high hopes for them, and I can tell you they're not so high this split. It's interesting that you say that, and I'm really excited we're going to break this down because obviously this is a team that, for a lot of people, is quite exciting to see. Uh, H2K, unfortunately, became h 23 once the playoffs rolled around. Uh, they got fourth place in the European LCS after 2-3 losses to Origin and Fnatic throughout the playoffs. They have gotten rid of Forgiven, the controversial AD carry, it's safe to say, They have now signed Freeze, who played last split on Renegades in North America and had a rather successful season despite being on a not very successful team. Walter, do you think this move is an upgrade? Do you think this roster is better now that they have Freeze on it?
1: I think this is kind of a lateral move from from H2K in certain regards forgiven is a better laning phase AD carry than freeze in terms of exactly how he manipulates his opponent where freeze I think is a better team fight he has better positioning he's more aggressive in team fights and overall just does way more damage in team fights than forgiven does but my real concern with this team comes from the rest of the roster we saw moments last year especially during the playoffs where vander and yankos just completely disappeared and had no impact on games. We've seen Oduwamne over the course of his career, while he's very consistent in his actual play style, and he doesn't really get caught out, he keeps up his farm, and he has good positioning, there just are moments where he doesn't seem to have the level of impact that other top laners do. And then Ryu is not the primary carry on a team. He's a very good secondary carry, but with the mage changes that are about to happen, I'm slightly worried if he's going to be able to adapt to the primary central carry role on this team.
0: Yeah, it's one of those situations where the changes to the roster aren't necessarily as significant as the changes to the meta for this team. Ryu is one of those guys that obviously has been in the league for a very long time. He's developed quite a champion pool for himself, so certainly he won't be at a point of discomfort on any of the new picks that are coming in, but it does leave one to question whether he's going to be able to be the hard carry example that this team might need him to be. He was only 25.8% of the team's damage last split, uh, whereas Yankos and Oduamne both did above-average damage for their position. Uh, And something else to note, while Freeze did very well in lane, Forgiven is a monster in lane. The 11.2 CS differential at 10 minutes is just mind-boggling. And it's kind of hard to imagine that H2K is just going to be able to wipe that off and act like everything is okay. But they're certainly going to try. And it leads to one of the more interesting storylines to me, which is now that Forgiven is gone and they have guys who theoretically should be buying into the system and and playing more in this team-focused style, as you point out, do you think that this has the ability to improve the team as a whole? Or does this increase some of your concerns about how this team is built when the playoffs roll around.
1: I think on paper, if this team performs at peak efficiency, they're arguably the best team, fighting team across the board in Europe. I think if everything goes right, if Vander returns to being the second carry support that comes out of Europe, if Jankos can return to being the first blood king and getting all of his laners large leads in the laning phase and if Owname can relearn how to have accurate teleports and actually have more impact in team fights this team could be absolutely fantastic on paper the only problem is that we've constantly seen this core roster the 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 top and mid and then whatever jungle com- you know jungle support combination they put together constantly fail in those kind of situations when the pressure gets on. Over the course of the regular season, these guys could very easily be the best team in the European LCS, but when I get to a high-pressure situation, none of these players have a history of of performing when you get into these high-stress situations, like the first round or the second round of the playoffs. I, I mean, I hate to bring this up, but Ryu's last real high-pressure situation was the Zed moment against Faker when he got outplayed and He's never had a history of succeeding in high-pressure moments since then.
0: I mean, I'm going to say that he had some high-pressure moments when playing at things like Worlds in the European playoffs last year. Those do matter. Unfortunately, it hasn't necessarily translated very well, and I think one of the things that's going to be the most interesting part to watch for me is how Jankos is going to develop and how his playstyle is going to change now that they don't have Forgiven. Forgiven is one of those guys who naturally requires a lot of resources. He is a lane bully. He very easily sets up plays for the rest of his team. It's more easy to dive those kinds of towers and really snowball that advantage, especially the way that H2K was playing with this objective-focused siege the towers and choke the enemy out uh, style from time to time. Freeze is not going to be that guy. And Yankos now has the opportunity to step up in a way that he just wasn't able to last split. He had to take hits as far as his own CS differential at 10 minutes because he was ganking all the time. It is one of the reasons that he gets that first blood King nickname, but it did cost him in other areas. And potentially now there's the ability to unleash him and use him and Ryu to get that lane going instead and focus the team elsewhere. I'm curious to see what Prawley believes is the best path to success and whether maybe there might be some more flexibility in terms of what this team is looking for uh, and how they're able to play the game as the meta shift from time to time, which is something they haven't had before. You couldn't really play a hard carry jungle style when Lulex was around. You couldn't play a strategy that went away from your bot lane when you have forgiven there. But now they have guys where they can make different sacrifices depending on the situation of the game. And I do believe that adds versatility, which is why my best case scenario for them, I think this is a team that has the ability to win Europe this split. It would require shaking off some of those demons that they have around the playoffs because guys like Oduamne and Yankos and Vander haven't always had that same kind of playoff success. But when you look at the sheer amount of talent available right now. When you look at G2 and Origin, the two teams that were in the finals last split, making roster changes that have the potential to affect their chemistry, have the potential to at the very least disrupt the playstyles that they've previously been able to exploit and take advantage of. This is a chance for H2K to really sneak in there and assert themselves as the team to beat in the region. You already said that this is a team that is built for regular season successes. But now they're in these best of twos, maybe that translates better. Maybe just having those extra games and needing to close opponents out will help them win series that previously had been left open for teams to come back. I'm optimistic about this team. Uh, I honestly think that this is a team that, if Yankos is given the freedom to roam, if they're more willing to play around, Odo Omne when the meta uh, allows them to do so. I think this team could be a lot of fun. But Walter, you have some more worries about this team. What is the worst case scenario that you see when you look at how this roster is built and the landscape they're going to be playing in this split?
1: My biggest concern for this team is that we're going to get the team that showed up in the playoffs that, that didn't perform against Fnatic or against Origin that, like you said, H2 and 3. If that happens during the regular season, I still think they, they make it into the playoffs. I don't think that there's five teams that are going to be talent-wise better than this team, and having the best of twos helps because probably is such a good coach. But for me, that doesn't matter. You're going to make the playoffs anyways. It's what you do once you get into the playoffs. And H2K just hasn't done anything in the playoffs. Sure, they made Worlds last year and they were cannon fodder for the the group of death with SKT and, and EDG. Totally understand that. This is a different roster. The roster they had in the spring definitely had higher expectations than the roster that they had going into Worlds last year. And this one has just as high of expectations, if not higher, when you go from someone who's notably harder to work with and forgiven to someone who seems rather easy to work with and freeze he seems genuinely that i want to be good i want to be better at this game i want to get better and he always tries his hardest even when he's playing for a relegation bound team like renegades was he was constantly you know trying to carry his butt off in every single one of those games and doing whatever he could in those games so hopefully that helps this team but it seems it seems like there's this very weird sort of curse over H2K when it comes to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, there are reasons to be concerned. When you look at what happened in the playoffs, Oduwamne struggled a lot harder than he had in the regular season. Yankos had a much harder time making the plays. He only got first blood in 40% of the games they played in rather than the uh, over 65% that he was doing in the regular season. It's going to be hard to make up for those kinds of weaknesses if they don't figure out how to fix some of these problems that had nothing to do with, you know, forgiven or or what, you know, play style they were going for. You can't lose laning phase as badly as Oduamne did at that time. You can't have Vander getting caught out significantly more than he does as a percentage in the regular season and failing to roam as effectively as he did as much as it hurts me to say it as a Rocket fan, Yankos and Vander have a history at this point of taking a step backwards in the playoffs and they're going to need to overcome that. And the only way they're going to do that is by gaining the ability to make the most out of this roster, let every single member of this team have the ability to shine when the situation calls for it in a way that we haven't necessarily seen from them historically. Walter, at the end of the day, with all of this taken into consideration, where do you think H2K ends up?
1: Well, like I said, this team is definitely going to make the playoffs. It's just too talented not to. Even TSM, with all the problems that they had last spring, were too talented not to make the playoffs. So to me, top six is like a no-brainer. It's where they end up, to me, that is the biggest cons- like issue because not only do they have to try and amass as many points to potentially get in automatically to worlds as a number two spot but if they don't then they have to fight through this gauntlet and i've been looking at the seeding for europe looking into the future for worlds and being that third european seed is going to be extremely difficult to go anywhere in, at Worlds, no matter who the rest of the field is, it's going to be extremely, extremely hard given the, the seeding rules of you know not having more than one team per region in a certain group. And you don't get the buffer of now having two IWC teams that you can kind of take wins off of, essentially. So it's really important for them to get one, too, if they want to accomplish anything at Worlds
0: yeah there's a lot of pressure on this team it They need to be succeeding now. The change that they make to let go of a player that is as influential as forgiven was and to give away that presence means they've got to make up for it in other areas Now. I have a lot of faith in Prawley and the coaching staff there uh That's something that we don't necessarily always get to touch on because it's harder to pinpoint exactly where a coach is able to make those kinds of impacts but Crawley has proven consistently that he knows how to make the most out of the players that are presented in front of him. I think that he has developed guys to uh, perform well beyond what you would expect in terms of getting some of those Lulex jungle teams uh, into things like Worlds, and he has obviously a lot more talent to work with this time around. I think at the end of the day, this is a team that's going to finish within the top four I'm not comfortable enough to say that they're going to be finalists at this point because I think that there's just so many other teams that made moves that not only help strengthen their roster, but also help strengthen their ability to perform in high-pressure situations. And I'm still waiting to see who that guy's going to be on H2K. But we have a lot of fun things we're going to get to and see for ourselves as we break down eight more days of these team-by-team summer EULCS podcast previews. You should go back and listen to the one we did yesterday on FC Schalke 04 if you haven't yet. Uh, Otherwise, be sure to subscribe on soundcloud.com slash esports rough drafts, or follow us on iTunes at rough drafts on their podcast section there. When we come back tomorrow, we're going to talk about how three big off-season moves brought back my steely resolve in my fandom for this team. And until tomorrow, goodbye, Internet.